Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Co-host of the Colts Gas. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at the Colts Cast, and our Instagram is at Colts Cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you'll see posts from us, polls we run, exciting highlight videos, anything in between. Check us out on YouTube as well. We're the Colts Cast on there. See our faces, comment on our videos, like, subscribe, do it all. All right, Jamal. Two teams struggling to remain in the AFC playoff race. Week 12, Steelers visit the Indianapolis Colts Monday night. Monday night, prime time, prime time. Oh, yeah. Steelers are 3-7. and seven. The Colts are 4-6-1. and one. Who you got, Jamal? Just give it to me straight. Man, I, <laughs> it's scary how bad both these teams are. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was looking and I was hoping to be like, well, you know, Steelers this or Steelers that. Man, the, all the stats are like right next to each other. So it, it's I think this game is going to be a legitimate toss up of whoever wants to win. I don't think any team is more dominant than the other one at this point. Um, you know, looking at our records, obviously we're very similar. Looking at our games we've played and scoring wise, I mean, very very similar in scoring with games and blowouts for both of us. Uh, the games we've won uh, have been just scraping by and or other games they lost have just barely been else. So I think it's going to be a pretty interesting thing. I mean, I was kind of looking at some stats earlier. Of course, I don't like this, but right now we're still averaging 15.7 points, which just puts us at number 31. So second to last yards per game, we're averaging 321.4. So that puts us 24th. Um, yards per play four and 4.9. So it drops us down to number 28. So, I mean, numbers-wise, the biggest one, the biggest one that matters out of this besides our points per game really is our red zone scoring percentage. We're at 43.33, so we're number 30. So two from the bottom for red zone percentage scoring. That That's scary because we, we don't get there that often, and when we do, this clearly means we're not capitalizing on anything. So that's what scares me the most uh, about us. As far as the Steelers go, you know, their numbers are fairly similar. Um, they average 17 points a game, so 28 overall, so just a couple more than us. Average a few more yards a game, but their red zone scoring is just as bad, touchdown-wise, I should say, 48.39%. So they are number 26, so just a couple spots ahead of us. Um, they average 1.6 touchdowns. We average 1.5. I say all that to say I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Colts win 24-20. Forty-four points scored. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's very. And that's 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 high. I know I shouldn't. I I personally shouldn't. Don't want to go that high. But for some reason, I just feel like it's a 24, 24 style game. Twenty-four points. Okay. You want us to win though? Hey, I do. I want question, us to bro. win. Answer that. <laughs> no, I don't want us to win. <laughs> but <laughs> I think we have a we have Jesus a chance on a Monday Christ. night to win. 
Just baited I, you. Yeah, you did, and it worked. <laughs> Hater of the Colts. Yo, you already know we got to get a QB, especially at the hooker towards ACL this week. I don't know how this draft stock's going to change. Um, Levitz may be bumping up now. I don't know. We'll talk about that later, but. Yeah, that changes it. Levis was already ahead of him. Yeah. He's in mine. And you're in yours? Okay. And every other mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're at home, though. That's one thing going our way. Home, Monday night game, we're the only ones playing. Uh, so I looked at some stats as well. Yeah. It, I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring low scoring game. I think, I mean, our defense is pretty dominant, but Matt Ryan's passer rating sits at 87.1 so far this season. Not horrible. But below average. You know where Kenny Pickett's is at? Where's that? 71.8. Lowest in the entire <sighs> league. Touchdown interception ratio, 3 to 8. Mm. <laughs> Compared mm. to Matt Ryan's 10 to 9. Kenny Pickett mm. sucks. <laughs> I'll just Jesus. be straight. I'll, I'll just be straight up. Uh, he's a rookie. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be blunt. Dude's been on a tear. First Zach Wilson, now Kenny Pickett. Jesus, man, who else you got? <laughs> Quarterback <Hey>. Grim Reaper. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I saw him play a little bit against the Bengals. I mean, that man will have a clean pocket and somehow get sacked. Somehow miss his open receivers. Somehow, somehow. He's just not good right now. The rookie just isn't good right now. He's not NFL ready. That that was his big thing coming out of the draft. Oh, he's so he's NFL ready. He's been tearing it up. Pittsburgh, uh, no. Nah. Will he develop is probably a question uh, the, the Steelers' front office is looking at and the coaching staff and things like that. But right now, we get to play this Kenny Pickett. So, we have the better quarterback, in my opinion. I think we have the better running back. Would you agree with that? Jonathan Taylor versus Najee Harris? Without would, question. Yeah, I would say so. Jonathan Taylor's been more efficient I think he averages probably about a yard more per carry. Our offensive line, though. Mm-hmm. Who's better? Steelers? Colts? Probably Steelers. Really? Uh, probably based off what I, I haven't watched too much Steelers football, but I've watched a whole lot of Colts football, so I can definitely say where we lack. I know. So I'm going to go with the team I haven't really watched. That's a good answer because their run blocking is pretty bad. But I think their pass blocking is probably better than ours. Mm. Like I said, Kenny Pickett be having clean pockets. <laughs> so I'll I'll say we're even in that department. I don't know. I I don't think there's a tremendous advantage on either side. So our wide receiver core. What do you think? Better than the Steelers group? Mm. If our line's halfway blocking. I don't know, man. Paris Campbell's been shining these past couple weeks, mm-hmm. so I, I got I, I to gotta be biased on that one. I know Alec Pierce gives his 50-50 ball every game, but PC has been showing up ready to play, so I'm going to say we got the upper advantage in this one. George Pickens, though. He looks like the real deal. Yeah, he does, but man, a couple good games here and there. <laughs> he had like one of the best catches I know this year. Uh, but Alec Pierce also looks like the real deal, so let, let's keep them even. Paris Campbell, like you said, been healthy. Decent flashes of upside. Then you look at Michael Pittman, and then you look at the Steelers' number one receiver, which is Deontay Johnson. I'm taking Pittman. Deontay Deontay Johnson, 
I don't know if you've ever seen his stats, but he'll have like seven or eight catches for like 28 yards. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Pittman's just been way more efficient. I think he's better. Um, Our our offense has been better than the Steelers' offense. So I think we have the advantage there. And like I said, the defense. One thing that scares me about the Steelers, they have a pretty stout run defense, and then their pass rush is, is scary again. Because you know why? T.J. Watt's back. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. And you know who's been lining up without T.J. Watt? Alex Highsmith. Mm-hmm. Already has nine sacks on yeah, the Yeah, nine sacks. Yeah, he's been eating. <sighs> I don't know what to do. Our offensive line has to be on point, or Matt Ryan's just going to be eating dirt all night. Yeah, I don't want to see Matt under center unless we're running the ball uh, with those two guys coming at him. I don't want him under center. Being shotgun, go ahead and be a yard or two behind so you can see what's coming directly at you because if he turns his back for a millisecond, it can go down pretty bad. Matt you know Ryan shouldn't be baby. turning his back. You saw oh, that play. one sack where he, yeah. <laughs> where he did turn his back and we mm-hmm. lost like, what, 10 to 15 yards on that Easily. play? Ah. Try to make a move, just didn't work. So let's talk about the Steelers' defense. Let's talk about their passing defense. They allow the most passing yards per game at 272.1 a game. Why is that? Because they're allowing the most yards per completion at 12.2 per game. So they're they're giving up a lot of chunk plays. So this is this is where Parks Frazier, Jeff Saturday, they they come in. They they gotta develop a game plan. They gotta say, hey, we're gonna push the ball downfield. We're gonna beat these cornerbacks that are boo boo. Wink, wink, Alec Pierce. Or, or, let's attack the middle of the field. Mm. That's where Matt Ryan excels at throwing. I don't know. That's what the Bengals' offense did. They were busting up that secondary, especially with yards after the catch. So, yards after the catch, who's that remind me of? Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell. Boom. So, I expect heavy dosage of those two. Like I said, their cornerbacks are soft. Let's exploit them. So... Can I uh, interject for one second with that? Because I do agree. I do like that, and I'm glad to hear that their cornerbacks are soft because that's what we need. I think the only thing that scares me about that um, is that Yak is going to be there for us. I'm glad we'll be able to get the yards at the catch. And looking back at Ryan's numbers, I mean, we're looking at games from the very top, 352 yards, 195, 222, 356, 251, 389, etc. I mean, the list goes on. He's He's been throwing. He's been throwing the rock. But there are not a lot of W's that come with those. So I'm just nervous that even if he can stat pad up 300 yards, throw for a good 3-3-40 piece or something like that, are we going to do that on starting from hour 20 and then getting to their 40 and then stall out and they have to go for field goals? You know what I mean? I, I just want to make sure that we're getting all that yards to the catch. It's going to be like how we can't have it how Paris Campbell caught that what 25-yard pass and got all the way down to the 5-yard line for us to then kick a field goal because we couldn't convert into the to the end mm-hmm. zone. So that's what scares me with that. Yeah, something with our red zone offense, whether it's turnovers or just, I mean, absolute jaw-dropping penalties or we're taking bad sacks, things like that. Just we, we stall out there. I mean, it's it's like – we're just scared once we get to the 20 yard line they're 20 i don't understand man but i i think we def i mean this is definitely a winnable game incredibly winnable um we're at home now the one thing i think we are at a disadvantage is 
coaching. Mike Tomlin, arguably a top five coach in the NFL. He hasn't had a losing season since he took over as head coach in 2007. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Yeah, I was, what, a freshman in high school, maybe in (laughs) middle school still? And that man's just been winning? Nah, I'm a little scared. But that's probably going to change this year. They're, They're definitely on the verge of a losing season. So... I I still think we can win this. That, that's going to bring us to what five six and one if we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the ugliest record to look at. Not mm-hmm. good enough for the playoffs, but not great enough for a top ten pick. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, take those L's, man. Take those L's. <sighs> yeah, but you, you have to. There's been a lot of bust in the top tens for quarterbacks. Now they, I think this year is a little different because it's a more talent talented quarterback group. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just think about it. Like Baker Mayfield, wasn't Johnny Menzel? No, I don't know if he was top ten. Yeah, Josh Rosen, I think he was. Jared Goff, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, we we yeah. can think of some busts. So, I mean, Jameis Winston. I, I I don't know if you would say his career has been successful. Oh, so I guess the only thing I would counter that though is is with all these guys, do they come in a quarterback heavy draft like we keep talking about that we have this year coming up? So I don't know. I'll be interested to look back. Obviously, I don't have the the information on that, but I'll be curious to know with when Baker came out, were there six other quarterbacks who had the potential to go in the first two rounds, or you know what I mean, stuff like that? No, yeah, I mean this this is a pretty loaded draft, so it's a little different. But he did get taken number one overall. Didn't even show up to the draft. That's how you knew it was going downhill for him, but whatever. We'll be back after a quick break. If if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. Uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. So anyway, whether, you know, we go four, seven, and one, and five, six, and one. I, I think, I think we're stuck in mediocrity for now, and I think Colts fans need to come to the conclusion that we're probably going to have a mediocre draft pick, probably be you know somewhere from eleven to eighteen, something like that. I just, I don't see us losing out. I don't see us winning out. So, I think we're going to take some chunks. Here and there, but that's just my opinion. No, that's that's a good opinion. I think that's fair. I mean, like you said, I think I think that Parks and and Jeff will definitely go out there with the intent to win. I, I would like to think that they'll come out with way more intensity than they did last week, especially against the Eagles. Just seeing as how we're up thirteen to three and, and going into the fourth quarter, and then just kind of had a demise. And because, like you mentioned, even when they first took over. 
their only job is to win. That's all they want to do is win. Both are trying to make a name for themselves. Whether Jeff wants to actually stay in coaching, I would imagine that Parks wants to remain an OC uh, or play caller, you know, something of that sort. So I he's not imagine. even a OC. Yeah, yeah I was right? gonna say he's yeah, yeah. I should say just a play yeah. caller. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine he aspires to be, you know, getting up to that next level. So I can't see him saying, well, for the sake of what it's worth, let me go ahead and tank this one out. Because, again, what could happen if a GM is fired and a different head coach is brought in, then everyone's washed out, you know, then he loses his job, etc. So I'm sure he wants to make a good name for himself. Um, you think so Chris that- Ballard's out? You putting words on mouth, but I mean. <laughs> I just asked. I just I asked mean, a question. All I said, all I said before was, yo, if Wright goes, I mean, Balor's got to go too. He's got to go. He's got to go. I can't, I can't watch this anymore. Can't watch this anymore, man. They're a tandem. Yeah. yeah, it's it's over. Those guys, that ten years over. Nick Schiani was all Frank Reich'd out the other day. Relax. Chris Ballard needs to be next and go ahead and get him out. Figure figure out the next thing because those days of watching him sit there and do nothing he, are, are done. You see this defense, though. He he crafted this, yeah. The defense where Yannick averaged eight sacks a, a year before he stepped into the to the, to the the horseshoe. And how many does he have this he's right now? He's got six and a half now. All right, so he's on pace. Okay. You're right. Ooh, six and a half. Yeah, good call out. All right. That's fine. But defense, <laughs> our defense has been pretty good. All right, so I shot myself in the foot on that one. That's why you don't open your mouth until you know the numbers. Um, but no, seriously, defense has been good. I just want to see, I want to see the high power offenses because we do know that if when you go play the Chiefs and go play the Bills and these other teams, JT last year, our defense was good last year, but it took still took JT to come out there and ball out and have five touchdowns against them to guarantee the win for us. So you still have to have an explosive offense. I like to think in this league, especially in this day. So, offense sells tickets. Man, that's it too. Not what sells they everything. Yeah, you're right. You know what does scare me though about this game, Eric? Uh, looking back at the records because I'm just all about numbers today for some odd reason. Last ten Monday Night Football games dating back to 2014, Colts are two and eight. One win in 2014 and one win in 2016. So we are not too hot when it comes to these um, Monday Night games. So that. I know that's not a lot to say about anything, but no, I mean we're superstitious about this team. <laughs> yeah. The Jacksonville curse is real. Yeah. All I don't think we've been the Steelers in over a decade. You know, that, those mm-hmm. stats do mean something when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts, but we still have hope. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about the AFC playoff picture for a little bit. Oh yeah. So since we were on that, you know. We're on the the spectrum of mediocrity. We're, I think we're going to be uh, cemented in that. Colts are four six and one. Playoffs kind of still look unlikely at this point. I think the chances when the AFC South looks slim to none now. That that kind of went out the window. <laughs> we would have to go on a tear and went out almost, while the Titans would have to start losing a lot more games than they have been. So let's just assume the AFC South is far out of reach. Let's look at the wild card picture. So the Chiefs, Dolphins, Titans, and Ravens currently sit as division leaders. Um, Chiefs are eight and two, Dolphins seven and three, Titans seven and three, Ravens seven and three. So it's actually pretty tight. Um, I would expect the Chiefs to take the number one seed, but I guess anything can change. Ah, uh, but anyway. 
wildcard teams in the AFC. If the playoffs were today are the Bills, seven and three, the Patriots, six and four, and the Bengals, six and four. So are we better than any of those teams, Jamal? Uh no, but we could probably give the Bengals the closest run for their money because they ain't been looking too good. Okay. I, I like to think that Belichick, again, you know, we saw what happens when you have a young quarterback and he, he can pick them apart. That's I think he enjoys when the young guys and I know that Matt Ryan is our vet quarterback and he's starting now but just my thought process of when I think of him I like to think that he has a Matt Ryan cursing him too because of that Super Bowl um comeback so oh, I like yeah. to think that he has a he has a special place in his heart for people like that so I don't I don't want to face them again um I wouldn't want to face them I would prefer the Bengals because our defense is looking pretty stout and I think that they could do a decent job of of trying to shut down the Bengals' explosive offense. And then I think all the players come to play. Um, our offense could, I don't want to say dominate their defense, because I don't think that, but I think it could be the the best odds of us winning because the Bills aren't going to lose any more games this season, so I'm not worried about them. You don't think so? Nah, they've lost two. That's two too many for them. They They're... They, I, I think they they're do, losing this. They dunk. do get the lines this week, so yeah, should be an easy one for them. But any given Sunday, they say you're right. Um, the Patriots already whooped us, and that was under Frank Ryan and Sam Ellinger. But I mean, they tore us apart. Um, Bengals, <sighs> yeah, the Steelers did put up thirty points on them. I will say that, but man, that. The Bengals put up 37 without Jamar Chase. <laughs> Which is wild. Is that Joe Mixon's game? He went off, right? Joe Mixon, uh, no. That was the game before against okay. the Panthers. And Joe Mixon actually got a concussion this past <laughs> they game. They still did that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. So he was out like the first half. But anyway, yeah, I would agree. I don't think we're technically better than any of those teams. But... Let's say we can jump one of them, because we can theoretically, mathematically we can. We're still in the hunt, so we're still behind the Jets, who are six and four, and the Chargers, who are five and five. The Jets look like they're imploding after they've been upsetting a lot of teams this season. Um, they're they're having a QB crisis. You know, you know what that's all about. <laughs> and the Chargers, they. I don't know, Justin Herbert doesn't look that elite anymore, in my opinion. Uh, we also play them later on in the season. So if we're actually still in the playoff hunt, that's going to be a pivotal game. I could see the Jets fall and blow us. I I think it's still possible, you know. Maybe the Patriots start losing. I think the Bengals and Bills will keep winning, maybe. I don't know, maybe the Ravens will fall out of that fourth seed. Something like that. But... All that's to say is we don't even control our destiny. We did last year, and we still couldn't make the playoffs. But this year, we need prayers and thoughts and all of that. <laughs> we would need some losses from those above teams before we can get excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be just how like last year was for a couple of teams where it was like, the Colts need to lose, the Raiders have to win, there has to be three ties, and this and this and this, and the Steelers can get in. And the Steelers like, all right, we're in here. And they got in like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, we need a freaking Christmas miracle. I can't believe they did that. That was crazy. But, yeah, I Colts Nation, I wouldn't give up all hope yet. 
we may still be able to make playoffs somehow. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the exact percent is, but <laughs> there is that small percent chance. And it starts with Monday night. We have to beat the Steelers. We have to beat the Steelers. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going out and say we're we going to dominate the Steelers 49-3. to I think Woo! it's a strong one. That <laughs> oh, my God. I think God. it's going to be a strong one. Um, that That's my – it's my bold prediction. That's a very bold prediction. You know, my, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to wake up and go to work the next morning because I didn't didn't call off work. So after that game, uh, yeah, I probably ain't get home until like midnight. My alarm's going to be going off at like 4.30 in the morning. I'm going to be <laughs> sick. So I may not go to bed. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I hope the game is worth it <laughs> because yeah. I'm not going to sleep. We usually do the post-game analysis like right after the game, but I guess we'll, we'll wait for Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, don't know. Y'all don't want to hear us up at one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more thing. Can y'all put out an Amber Alert for Nick Cross? I ain't seen that man since we did. Oh my goodness. I'm done. <laughs> what a downfall for him. It was man. after we, the Chiefs game, right? Or before the Chiefs game when he they it was, took him out and it was over. It was the game before the Chiefs. He might have had one snap in that game. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah right. They, they was like, yo, you not it. And I'm just like, what the f-? Because, like, yo, he was it all during training camp. I was about to get his jersey and everything. And I'm jersey like, assurance, my man has had, like, two snaps since week two. Two. Two snaps since week two. I'm I'm confused and I I want to know what happened and we we have to find Nick Cross everybody put him on milk cartons send out the alert do what you got to do because I am sick to my stomach that was gonna be my dark horse rookie defensive player of the year yikes he was balling in those preseason games I don't care what you say he was. oh he was he had a turnover every game he had he a was play every, every game a play, yeah, play was, every game he yeah was he was doing everything. everything. Yeah. But the, the coach and staff saw something in those first two weeks that changed their mind. I don't know. I did say Rodney McLeod would start. Yeah, he did. He actually didn't end up starting, but now you know he's a valuable backup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but actually he started. I'm sorry. I think I misspoke on that. Rodney McLeod is starting to say that. Yeah, I, I assumed everyone knew, you, knew <coughs> what you meant, but yeah. I think Rodney Thomas sometimes gets in there for, for a lot of plays, but Nick Cross definitely doesn't, so, <laughs> yeah. Man, not even traveling with the team right now, something. I don't know. I, I, I think he's still active, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Got anything else, Jamal? Nah, I think that's it for me. Well, that's going to be it for us, everybody. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back on Tuesday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Take care.